The following program is for informational and educational purposes only. This program does not replace medical, mental health, or psychological diagnosis and treatment prescribed by your personal physician, psychologist, therapist, or other health care provider. Please consult your provider for diagnosis and care before beginning or changing any program or idea discussed. All ideas expressed are opinions and property of host Dr. Dory Lynn or the Center for Relationships, Sexuality, and Spirituality, LLC. It's time for Mindful Matters, Love, Sex, Spirit. Your host is Dr. Dory Lynn. Age and experience are an asset, and Dr. Dory has put together experience, stories, some great guests, and connections with you front and center for a fun-filled adventure. We invite your participation as well. Now, here is Dr. Dory Lynn. Welcome, Mindful Matters Love, Sex, Spirit. Today we're going to combine all three, focusing a little bit on spirit, because I have an amazing guest today, absolutely amazing, someone who I value and someone whose work I have personally witnessed. I have a gentleman by the name of Anthony Hyatt, and I'll tell you a little bit before uh before he gets on. Anthony is a violinist, a professional violinist, who has chosen to be a multimedia teaching artist. He works with many healthcare and human services providers in the Washington, D.C., Virginia area, Maryland, Virginia, D.C. His longest affiliation is with the nonprofit Arts for the Aging which um, leads creative engagement programs at adult facilities and for whom he directs the Quicksilver Senior Improvisational Dance Company. Now, the reason I know Anthony's work is I was on the board of Arts for the Aging. I like to call it Arts for the Ageless. They haven't changed the name yet uh, for many years. And when I moved... It was the single hardest board for me to resign from because their work was so phenomenal. It was groundbreaking. And one thing that I want to share with you that is so fascinating is its founder, Lolo Sarnoff, now deceased, founded the organization when she was 72 years old and maintained leadership of it well into her 90s. Uh, So any of those of you who think aging is an end to life, think of someone like Lolo who saw a need and fulfilled it. And we used to tease that she was a Robin Hood. She would take from the rich, meaning donations from those who had it, and give to the poor. And she would go into, she had her artists go into the poorest of the poor nursing homes and present programs. We couldn't film as many as we wanted because we had to have release forms. And, of course, for that we needed families. So uh, that is how I got to know Anthony's original work. Let me tell you a few more things about him. He is a medical musician. How's that for a term? In the MedStar Georgetown University Hospital, 
is in the Lombardy Arts and Humanities Program and uh, Georgetown Studio G Pediatrics Program. He is also proud to be one of the founding artists in residence for the newly opened Fairfax, that's in Virginia, Innova, Innova Shar Cancer Center. He has served as a dance uh, leader, teacher. He's co-led artist training programs. He and I used to meet at various art and aging programs and seminars and conferences. And uh, he's also done programs for the National Center for Creative Aging and other organizations. He's also honored to be a colleague of the USA-based Creative Education Foundation and a leader facilitator for other affiliated organizations, including in Europe and uh, in Canada. He has just founded his own organization called Moving Moving Beauty. And he himself is, his work is poetry in motion. Uh, I'm going to say more about him, but Anthony, are you there yet? I'm here. Wonderful. We had trouble connecting, and I found out what the mysterious problem was, which was on this end. Most people, Anthony, I don't know if you heard all the lovely things I said about you, but they're all true and sincere from my point of view. I've seen your work. I've seen the magic that you do with your violin. I've seen people be as depressed as elders alone can be. And you walk in with your music and you sing and play and people get up and dance and people with supposedly no memory have lots of memory. It's just not always factual mem- memory. Would you agree with that? Um, well, for sure, the m- music um, makes a connection that that engages people, and they go they go into their uh, they go they, they they their memory comes out, and some of it is factual, and and some of it is current, and it depends on the individual, but. It absolutely wakes them up and and uh, makes them uh, happy. It really, really does. I've always said that uh, I know you also are working with cancer and other um, illnesses, but I've often said that the imagination doesn't die. We know that in the brain and that as we have an older population with more and more mental disability, whether it's uh, Alzheimer's or whatever we want to call it, it is we, the caretakers and the families, who frequently have to learn to speak to our loved ones in new language. I I wanted to say that I remember talking to my late mother-in-law who passed five days before her 100th birthday, and people were talking to her and talking to her, and she wasn't responsive. And she and I talked for three solid days. It was amazing. And we talked in poetic metaphors, and we actually talked about experiences that we had shared over the years at the beach and with her late husband and sailing and with the water. We just didn't use facts. And it was a glorious three-day conversation. But we had to get into a different rhythm. So that's something you know a lot about. 
Anthony, how did you get into this field? I know you weren't trained for it originally. How did you, what drew you, what made you want to be a healer? Because I think of you as a healer. Well, it's kind of a long story, but... <clears throat> well, short say- for the air. Yeah, the, the the short version, I mean, I got involved with working for Arts for the Aging, and I came in while you were describing the, the founder, uh, Lolo Sarnoff, who was a dear friend. Um, but I, uh, um, one of the other teaching artists who worked for her and with with and still works with arts for the aging is uh, uh Nancy Havlick and um I knew her as a dancer choreographer um and uh um she invited me to join her she was teaching a class uh for older adults a dance class and she had the idea of really focusing on improvisation and having it become a, a, a dance company. And I came in initially as the musician for that, uh, for that endeavor. And uh, really rapidly, it transformed. We had some wonderful dancers who were veterans from uh, Liz, Lur- Liz Lerman's Dancers of the Third Age. And um, we ended up becoming a company that named itself Quicksilver. And uh, as I was working basically as a volunteer with that project, it was sponsored by Arts for the Aging, a nonprofit organization here in the Washington, D.C. area. And they recognized that what I was doing was really good, and they invited me to do solo programs. The uh, um, new program director at the time, now executive director and CEO, Janine Tersini, um, invited me to start presenting uh, solo programs, and it was something that I enjoyed doing a lot, and they offered to pay me for doing this work, which was great. Um, I was doing the fun thing that I liked and helping people, and then it started to grow, and over a long period of time growing until it became sort of my main thing, and I started to take additional training and learn from as many places and people as I could, and that included uh, um, artists in hospital training, and the more that I learned, the more that I was growing both as an artist and, as you so aptly put it, as a healer, and using these modalities uh, to reach people, some of them people who have cognitive losses like you were describing, some of them very active and their brain working great, uh, but people in community settings, um, but primarily at first working with older adults and then um, gradually growing to now where I'm working with people across the life spectrum. I um, I know you've even started your own company, but I want you to go back to something you said, because I remember when I wrote, I think it was my second book, I donated proceeds to um, a a gathering we had. And uh, as part of the whole extravaganza, uh, we, uh, I should really name my book, that was on caregiving. And Quicksilver 
the name of the dance troupe danced. And if I recall, the oldest person there who was still doing splits was well into her 90s. And I was odd. She was really, they were not feeble old people. They were alive and vital, and they practiced and trained every day. And all of the arts reach people in ways that logic sometimes doesn't. And I'm going to put in a plug for you being an innovator, because currently, in many parts of the country, uh, there are initiatives that are starting to recognize the work of arts for healing, both in aging and in cancer and other dimensions. Would you like to address some of those and some of what is happening in just recently? And I want to I want to go there because I know anytime I hear about cutting funding for the arts, my heart sinks. The arts are more important than many people realize, I think. Anthony, yeah, please. Sure. I mean, I think that what has happened, uh, there have been a lot of small organizations, community-based, um, often uh, founder-driven, and that's what Arts for the Aging was, uh, one of these organizations working in a, in, in a local community, um, in, in our case, Focusing on the segment of the population, the the older adults. There are others that might work with people who have developmental disabilities or other things like that. Um, separately, there are people who are art therapists who also are using expressive arts, music, dance, theater, etc., to um, work with their clients. Um, I think that in the case of the small organizations. A lot of a lot of us didn't know about each other. We were just too busy doing the work, and uh, and then um, there there was a, a real growth that happened. I I don't have the date exact in my in my head, but in the nineteen um, nineties, uh, uh, Dr. Gene Cohen did his. Uh, a very uh, important research study which uh, showed the benefit of uh, arts engagement upon the health and well-being of of older adults and and in working with that I guess that was actually might even have been a little bit earlier than that 1980s anyway because then we had the um, the effort to bring together policy and uh, uh, Susan Pearlstein who had worked with uh, and founded Elders Share the Arts in uh, Brooklyn and New York City uh, also founded the National Center for Creative Aging which helped to bring a lot of these small organizations into awareness with of each other and cooperation and working together. There have been similar initiatives that happened in multiple iterations with people working in other parts of the arts and healthcare field. There was an organization for arts and healthcare that right. helped to link people together. That went out of business at a few years ago and now has a new 
a new organization with many of the same key people involved, the National Organization well, for Arts and Health. Anthony, and these- well, Anthony, we're going to have to take a break, so take take a breath. And, okay. Um, uh, you're talking mostly about many people, many who I know in the Washington D metropolitan D.C. area, but this is this is happening throughout the culture and throughout the country. And I did know, as you did, Doctor, the late Doctor Gene Cohn, and I can't remember the name of his book, but I would recommend it to anyone because it was a breakthrough book about the impact of arts on healing. Let's take a break, and when we come back, maybe you will be kind enough, we'll talk a little bit, and maybe you'll be kind enough to do some of your magic with us. Please wait, Anthony. Thank you. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Dr. Dory Lynn's latest book, Sex for Grownups, reveals the truths, lies, and must-tries for great sex after 50. Now published by Simon & Schuster, this book shows that no matter the age, sex can be a wonderful experience. But there are efforts that need to be taken. Read the book, try some of the suggestions, and live a happier life with better sex. Right now, for a limited time, mention Voice America and get 20% off the book when you email Dr. Dory at drdory.com. That's D-R-D-O-R-R-E-E at drdory.com. Tune in to Lead Up for Women. Speak up to lead up as we celebrate the influence of women in business and beyond. Your hosts, Colleen Biggs and Dee Daniels, speak with guests who have stories to share, have faced adversity, and have become success stories in business, in their communities, and in personal accomplishments. Join the strong and the brilliant ones and understand that the world is ready for you to be at your best. Lead Up for Women is heard live every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. Tune in to The James Dentley Show and learn strategies for success in business and in life. Dr. James Dentley is a proven success coach who knows how to convert good into great. You'll find out from the achievers and leaders how they got to be the success stories that they are. And Dr. Dentley and his guests will give you the tools you need to follow in their footsteps. It's time to become the best version of you. Listen to The James Dentley Show, Fridays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on Voice America Empowerment. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to Mindful Matters, Love, Sex, Spirit with Dr. Dory Lynn. We want to hear from you today at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or send an email to drdory at drdory.com. Now back to Mindful Matters, Love, Sex, Spirit. Dr. Dory Lynn here. 
with my guest, Anthony Hyatt, who I think is a healer and a magician. I've seen his work. And we've been talking about how the arts, in particular, Anthony's use of the violin, has helped people. And I will validate because I've seen magic work. That's the only only way I can speak of it. I will say that um, in most religions, they use music to bring people together because it touches different um, places in the brain. And people who sing in a choir, which I do not, tell me that, or rather studies have shown, that people who sing in a choir uh, all begin to have the same blood pressure and there is uh, a, a wave, and probably electronic, somebody who knows more than I do can explain it, where they're in total harmony and it's often healing for the people singing or playing. This is Dr. Dari Lin, Mindful Matters, Love, Sex, Spirit, and if you have any questions, suggestions, concerns, do call in at 1-888-346-9141. 1-888-346-9141. If you miss us today, you can tune in in 12 hours. You can go to one of the other channels and you can go to your favorite podcast and find us there. So you have a lot of opportunity if you haven't heard this whole program, to just tune in at your convenience. Back to Anthony Hyatt. We were talking about Dr. Gene Cohn's work. We'll both remember it when we're off the show, Anthony. But uh, in the meanwhile, I do know that what you were talking about, about the different associations getting together. I remember when Arts for the Aging uh, went through a huge conflict and it gave up its own space and joined a um, compendium, I would call it, or a con, con, uh, co-op, not an official co-op, of many small organizations. And all the creativity just heightened because everybody loved being with everybody else and working together, and they weren't in isolation anymore. Anthony, tell me a little bit more about... Uh, what has been your favorite work with elders? And then maybe what has shifted for you to your new work? And before you shift, maybe you'll play for us a little bit, please. But there's three questions in once, which one should never do. One, what has been your favorite work? Well, that's a tough question <laughs> to answer, but I guess I, I'll, I'll talk about the Quicksilver Dance Company because it's really been quite an extraordinary journey with them. And um, what, what we've done with that group is to uh, essentially... There are two concepts in creative aging that, that come up again and again. One is mastery and the other is social engagement. 
mastery doesn't mean that you have to become the next Picasso or Rembrandt. It means that you learn something new and you do something where you develop control over doing that. In our case, what we've done is we meet together once a week and have a rehearsal and the dancers, some of them experienced when they came in and others totally new to the art form, have developed their abilities as master improvisers, uh, improvisers, dancers who work in the moment creating uh, dances, sometimes with a score and some instruction, um, and with the, the live music that I would provide for the group. So that group has been a mainstay throughout my work with older adults, and the thing that emerged at... We, we sort of had three missions. One is serving the, the members of the group, and it, as I had said earlier, it evolved from being a class to being a performance group. So sometimes we would give professional-level performances where people would be wowed by seeing, like you mentioned, um, Marge, our, uh, the woman who in her 90s would do the splits, a former gym teacher, and she, as she said, if you don't use it, you lose it, and she certainly That's used it. That's true about most qualities in life, including sex. I had to Absolutely. plug that plug in. Go on. So, so we would have this group also as a, a third level. Really, we started bringing them into the centers where Arts for the Aging does its programming, and we would do interactive uh, programs with more frail uh, older adults in a, might be in a, an adult day health center or a nursing home, and it's magic. I mean, I was with a with the group yesterday, and you just see the whole room come to life. People, a lady who came in and said, "I can't do this," and then twenty minutes later, she's up dancing with a group of other people, smiling and. It transforms into being a dance hall, a, a social environment, like it's like you went to a good party. And I love seeing that. And the, the friendships that have developed in that group have been so meaningful to me, to Nancy, my co-director, and to the dancers. It's, it's improved our lives. So, I've witnessed um, that, that as well many places. And I'm going to put in a plug to families because what we're talking about is not unique, or I should say it's not common enough, in my opinion, but it isn't just that it happens in Washington or Virginia or Maryland. Any organization in any town in the country that wants to bring creativity to Older adults, before we start talking about your new work, which you'll, you'll share, uh, but any or anybody, any family, any caregiver should be aware of this, and one can make it out of magic. All it takes is one person's initiative to bring together a community, even get a perhaps a high school student who's a musician or an artist or a volunteer and say, would you come once or twice a week? And they will witness the growth of the performers and the participants. I've seen it. I know it. And I know that the people that you have helped are not 
the wealthy. They are frequently those who've been cast out into some of the less desirable nursing homes. And yet you've gone in and your colleagues have gone in and the smiles and joy and movement of people who haven't moved for a very long time is just breathtaking to behold. One reason we don't have more uh, photographs is we need, in this litigious society, we need signatures and permission, and not everyone or every family has been willing to do that. So I know the demonstrations have been a little bit hampered, but this is really cutting-edge material, Anthony. I'm, I'm just delighted that you agreed to be on the show and share some. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I, I think um, what happens, too, is um, there are t- totally different levels of, of, of engagement that happen depending on who the participants in a program are and upon the, the, the level of professionalism of the person who is presenting the program or working with the people. I mean, it is something that it's not, I would say, not everyone can just walk in off the street and be at the same level, but for sure there are, if I was going to put in a pitch, there are a lot of lonely people who are in these places that we pass by. They're nondescript places that are um, communities for people, and some of them, the people inside those communities actually are not very communal. They don't even know each other. I, there was a, a project going on here in the Washington area um, training professional visitors for people who had dementia and Alzheimer's disease and, and, and really fabulous program. And one of the things I, I helped do a training for them about use of the arts in this pursuit. And one of the things in the rationale for it was it was a ridiculously high percentage of people who are in these facilities who have no visitors at all, ever. And they're lonely. So, I, it, the, the, you know, what we're doing is we're combating the isolation and we are providing engagement. That's the other half of it is the social engagement. And that's what Dr. Cohen found so important for people, you know, to be able to connect with each other and these modalities help. Communities yeah. heal. We know that. Anthony. If uh, you were to come to me, let's say, we are sitting here, Chris and I, with a large age span between us, and let's say I was a depressed, drugged out, because what do we do with these people? We just put them on more drugs, which make them more depressed, so that they stay quiet and they have no reason to reach out. We know that. Let's say you came to me. And you said, Dr. Dore, I'm going to do something to help you. How would you go about doing that? Well, so um, I'm, a lot of the places where we've been talking about, I come into a group setting. So I might meet, meet you, Dr. Dory, and some of the other people around. So I'm going to put us hypothetically in that setting as opposed to uh, uh, alone. Um, and I might start by introducing myself. Hello, I'm Anthony, and I'm here to play some music today. And I might um, just start by with my violin and 
um, and I might play something that is um, that is a little bit peppy and a little bit um, familiar. Uh, could be something like uh, this. Um, started to play, I had a big smile on my face, and the next thing I knew is it was hard to stay in my seat, because it's so enlivening. Do you ever do something that isn't enlivening, let's say someone who needs to be calmed? Absolutely. Um, you know, so it's it's so variable. So what I'm doing, too, and this is true when I'm working in a different setting with a hospital patient or an individual, is I'm looking for clues. What's going on? Are they, you know, tapping their foot or moving with it? Do they start dancing? Or do they be completely closed in? Um, sometimes calming music, you know, is really helpful. And I, I don't know, what would I play? It just depends on the situation, you know, but... I, I might do something like, um, I don't know, I'm going to do another familiar song. Sometimes they're not, but this will be a familiar. Again, I'm looking to see, okay, maybe you recognized Misty, or maybe you didn't, and maybe there's something there where it's just um, the breath, you know, you get that breath, and I sometimes will really get right, uh, very frequently, I, I move around while I'm playing, so I, I, I try not to be hidden behind a music stand or something, I've got that there, but... In this case, I might have come up, and I'm right in front of you. I might have bent down if you were seated and tried to make eye contact. And maybe if I observe movement in your body, I start mirroring it. And if your movement goes a little bit quicker, I might drop the song in the middle and go into something else, you know, it might be I, I, that I'm just totally trying to pick up and be in that moment. <laughs> Duke Ellington and we're moving together and I'm going to ride that wave 
And so, you know, especially if I'm working in a memory care program, it's all about being in the present moment. It's, it's not so much about loss of facts. I mean, people have a lot of long-term memory that, but might not have short-term or they might have areas that are gone. But the thing that's there, it's like the principle if you study improvisational theater or humor is saying yes and, and you <laughs> repeatedly do that. So I never know exactly what's going to happen, I, and I'll, I'll, I'll change really quickly. I might stay in the same song, but then just change the tempo. If I'm back with, I'll go back to blue, to blue skies again. So here I am. So next. And I noticed something happening, so I'm like... Anthony, Anthony, we were going to have to take a break in a minute. So, um, Anthony, Anthony, I'm talking over your wonderful magical violin because I'm going to have to remember and remind people we need a break and that if they want to call in, it's 1-888-346-9141. And when we come back, you really are a magician, a healing magician. The more you talk and share, the more I smile. You just make me smile. When we come back, perhaps you can tell us about your shift in work because you're starting some new ventures from memory care to healing people with cancer and other serious illnesses and I'd be interested in what has made the shift and what you're finding that may be similar or different so on that note maybe you can uh, music us out into the break and then they'll just cut us off Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Please join Dr. Sarah, a.k.a. Dr. Red, on an amazing journey of love, soul, abundance, compassion, and authenticity. Dr. Red is a well-renowned healer, hypnotherapist, author, and speaker who has overcome personal challenges to emerge stronger than ever before to reach out to you and heal you emotionally, mentally, and spiritually for the most informative and enriching experience filled with unbridled laughter and insights on life, health, culture, and society. Tune in to Dr. Red's. Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. How do you define work? Is it that mundane Monday through Friday place that seems to be sucking a third of your life out of you? Or have you made it a place of personal fulfillment, achievement, and purpose? If you are looking to make your work life the latter, tune in to Working on Purpose with Elise Cortez. There are all kinds of inspiring work-life stories told by people who have made work something to look forward to every day. Working on Purpose can be heard every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment. 
Dr. Dory Lynn's latest book, Sex for Grown-Ups, reveals the truths, lies, and must-tries for great sex after 50. Now published by Simon & Schuster, this book shows that no matter the age, sex can be a wonderful experience, but there are efforts that need to be taken. Read the book, try some of the suggestions, and live a happier life with better sex. Right now, for a limited time, mention Voice America and get 20% off the book when you email Dr. Dory at drdory.com. That's D-R-D-O-R-R-E-E at drdory.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to Mindful Matters, Love, Sex, Spirit, with Dr. Dory Lynn. We want to hear from you today at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or send an email to drdory at drdory.com. Now, back to Mindful Matters, Love, Sex, Spirit. And remember, this is Dr. Dory, and if you miss this, or you want to share it with someone, or you have a loved one who needs some help, you can find this on any podcast station. Uh, Ultimately, we're going to be on YouTube where you can see somebody like Anthony and watch his work. Well, we're going to work toward that. Um, But call in 1-88-346-9141 and... uh, Anthony Hyatt is with us. He is a magical musician healer, and he's been demonstrating as well as talking about his work. And Anthony, the more you talk, the more enlivened you get, and the more healed I feel. So it's delightful. Tell us, if you will, uh, about your new ventures, because I know you've started some brand new ventures. Sure. So it's actually again, it's a it's a slow build. The newest thing, I guess, working working from that. I mean, I've been working in hospitals, and um, the newest adventure for me, uh, in fact, uh, I'll be there tomorrow, is working at the Inova Shar Cancer Institute, uh, which just opened in uh, Fairfax, Virginia, um, as part of the Inova Hospital System. But I've been working at Georgetown uh, University. Uh, it's a MedStar hospital. I've been working there for um, actually about 10 years, and it, it's been an extraordinary journey um, from working in the pediatrics program, which is called Studio G, to working uh, through the Arts and Humanities program at the hospital. With, it was initially with cancer patients, um, and then it's grown. We're now working in partnership with the palliative care team and working with individual patients, their family members, and um, the whole hospital has become opened up to us. I mean, I've been in playing for people in the intensive care unit, in the emergency department, in a variety of different settings, 
and we work with the staff too to help increase their morale and we use a lot of different art forms not just music but the, in that setting the music is the main role that I'm that I'm doing and it's it's wonderful and as you said I I do get an ancillary benefit of it makes me feel great too <laughs> I wish Everybody in the world could work where they are also blessed and feel blessed and joyful and love what they do. And uh, I have watched you over the years just get better and better and better. And as I said, if there was something that I needed, I think I would say, call Anthony Hyatt. I really would. Anthony, what do you see in particular, let's say, with hospice patients or with serious ill pediatric or cancer, how do you see your results? Is it measurable? Do you know? Are there studies? Well, so those are a lot of different questions altogether, and most of them are answered with a yes. So um, there need to be more studies. Um, I'll say when I first started with pediatric patients, for example, I noticed that um, there was a, a little boy, he was a patient in the uh, um, intensive care unit, and I would play for him, and I could watch the monitor, uh, you know, they, were, they had for all of his vital signs, and I could watch on the monitor while I was playing my violin for him that his blood oxygen level would go up almost mm. to 100%. And as soon as I stopped playing, I could watch it go down, and I'd start playing again, it'd go up again. It just amazed me, right? So I needed, what I really needed was to have a, a third party recording that impact, but very frequently it has to do with the, um, the expression on the person's face. Um, and it can be... You know, you're working in an environment where people are dealing with very difficult things and sometimes they might be in, in pain and music can help alleviate pain um, a lot better than taking opioids, for example. Um, and just Would you repeat that, please? I'm putting in a plug for your work because I believe that. It's true. Music can alleviate pain. I'm sorry, go on. Oh, I was just going to say, so, you know, it's sometimes it's the family members. I mean, in working, sometimes I'm with people who are near the end of, of their life, and, um, and, and the family members are also going through such a hard thing. And sometimes if I come in and their loved one, responds to the music. I had one gentleman, I, I, they told me that there was a song that he liked and I started to play it. He, he seemed to be like he was in a coma, but then he sat up and he started smiling and moving with the music. And the family was there. They were smiling, but they had tears coming down their face, you know. And I'm sure they'll remember this for ever, you know. Like, okay, so then... Like, that's really doing something of value that it's pretty hard to measure. I mean, one of the things, like, working with, say I'm working with cancer patients, that we differentiate 
is between healing and curing. So curing is what we do when we try and and fix an ailment in a person's body. And, And we have all this technology and pharmacology that does really great stuff, but the healing process involves the whole person and it involves their spirit and their mind and their emotions as well as their body. These are all interlinked. We know this. Um, but even even a person who their body is going through decline and they're experiencing the losses that happen maybe as they're approaching the end of life can have healing experiences and and those could be with their family members through communication that they have or resolving things or just the ability to have something that makes them smile and feel good at a time when they thought they wouldn't. Do you, in your uh, work, have the opportunity to present to physicians and medical personnel to help educate them on all this information? Yes. I, I In fact, I just recently was in North Carolina and uh, was co-presenter of a lecture at Wake Forest University School of Medicine. Um, and then um, we've had uh, symposiums on music and medicine at uh, Georgetown uh, University has a medical school, and we had some scholars from the Karolinska Institute in Sweden come and get, present their findings, but also hear findings from people in uh, in our community here and the the National Institutes of Health now have a uh, um, a sound healing initiative that's going on, and they're working with doctors and artists uh, in across the country, really. But um, you know, some very influential ones. But um, I actually was able to be featured in a BBC piece about music and healing, and alternating between me at the bedside working with a patient and then Dr. Francis Collins, who's the director of the National Institutes of Health, talking about how they've, um, they, they, they've made this a priority. They're putting money towards research on this. And, and I, I was very moved and to, to have this uh, piece. You can find it by looking at music and healing on the BBC website but especially because my father was a researcher um, at NIH. Uh, it more, uh, he worked in the administrative side, but he was very interested in um, what we now call integrative medicine, what's right. called alternative health care. And I know my father is no longer alive, but he would have been smiling so broadly to see well, that interest happening. Anthony, I knew your dad. And I know you played for him. And maybe as we leave this program, you can do one very quick promo for how people can find you. I know you can be found on Facebook, Anthony Hyatt. You don't have your websites up yet. Uh, if they can contact me at drdare.com to, to know where you are. And I'm going to end with one statement. Remember, community heals. Reach out. Never be afraid to reach out. And Anthony, why don't you play something wonderful for us as we're leaving the show? It's memorable. I'll be happy to. And-
And when it comes up, my website will be movingbeauty.com. I've already got the domain reserved. Uh, and so here is what's become my hospital favorite song, and that is On the Sunny Side of the Street. As we leave, Anthony, I'm on the sunny side of the street with your help. What a joy to have you. It's better than I ever expected, Uh, not because of you, but because the music touches all of us. And I, too, believe music and the arts heal and We know that not only with illness and with memory loss, but with longevity, people who are in community and celebrate together, usually with the arts, as well as camaraderie, of course, live longer and healthier lives. So Anthony Hyatt, who is starting a website called Moving Beauty, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me, Dr. Dory. It's been a joy and a pleasure. Our pleasure, my pleasure. Thank you, Anthony. Thank you for being a part of our show. Mindful Matters, Love, Sex, Spirit can be heard live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Be sure to join Dr. Dory Lane for another exciting show next week.